Hello and uh, welcome to episode 10 of the Hip Middle Halfway Up podcast, the podcasting consisting of myself, Jake Staples, and uh, Alex Harper. And uh, we're delighted to be joined again by another guest. Uh, we've had him on before. Uh, it's it's James Stevens. It's a ton scorer, James Stevens. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And Alex, anything, anything happening in the in the land of, of the Mr. Harper? I know you probably be as annoyed as I was uh, with your team not being in the playoffs. Uh, is that you know? Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I did. Um, I'm kind of glad in a way because we would have been absolutely battered. But yeah, no, uh, the weather hasn't been conducive for cricket these last few weeks. So just a lot of lot loping around. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the draws. I think Nottinghamshire were the only team to win, and they're, they're on a very good run. So good on them. I think it was the the Glamorgan game. They declared on like sixty for three, just so that they could try and get a result in, um, which was which was untoward because of the weather. And yeah, Surrey Middlesex. It was sort of another a, a weather ridden game, which is which is unfortunate. And um, for a lot of the teams trying to push for Division One with all of these draws happening. Um, so, unfortunately, because there is no county cricket to really discuss, uh, we are going to be going into the test team and the test selection um, because that came out last week. Uh, some big calls, some big moves, some new lads. So, first of all, we're going to pass over to James Stevens and just what are your thoughts on the team, mate? Okay. Hmm? This is embarrassing, isn't it? Alex, we'll go to you. Okay. What are your thoughts on the team? Um, it, it, it was interesting. Two, two debutants. Obviously, we're missing Archer, Stokes for injury, uh, Curran, Wokes, and Butler due to the IPL. But yeah, really, really exciting to see, obviously, Bracey uh, in the squad. He was sort of the, the main water boy last summer. And uh, Ollie Robinson, who obviously uh, got a nine for early in the earlier in the summer, he's he's been fantastic for Sussex. So yeah, fully deserved. Um, it will be interesting to see um, that we obviously had that wicketkeeper debate last week. It'll be interesting. Folks or Bracey, and and obviously um, see Robinson in an England shirt. Mm, yeah, I think I think it's a really good team. I think it would be great to see some of the young lads come in, especially because. There's no real notable all-rounder, so you, you're looking at potentially uh, Lawrence and Pope getting to 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 fill that five and six spot without sort of the Stokes in that role, um, and obviously um, we'll see from there. Um, yeah, I'm, I have uh, issued some connection issues with uh, with, with James. Um, this is what happens when you try and film these over Zoom um, on 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 a Zoom call. Um, so we we will try and resolve that, but. But for now, how does it feel, Alex, for for Mr. James Bracey to be in, in an England shirt or potentially in an England shirt after being Waterboy for so long? Yeah, it must, it must be fantastic. It's, you know, you, you said it's definitely deserved batting uh, three against some top, top teams. You're looking at the bowling attacks of Hampshire, Somerset, uh, uh, Surrey. He's, he's played some great teams. Uh, high average, one century, uh, fully, fully deserving of of his place. 
Yeah, and then I just sort of just want to go on to so Sibley's just got back from obviously his injury. He's he's coming in. I think he got a forty odd against it on a very tough pitch. Um, and we were speaking on a few episodes ago about Rory Burns and the consistency and turning those sort of eighties and all of that stuff into into a hundred. And I thought he did that brilliantly uh, against Middlesex. I don't know if you watched the game; it was on Sky. Uh, first innings, him and Stoneman put on about one hundred and thirty odd, and then. Um, in the second innings, they did it again, and then Burns was able to 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 get over uh, the hundred milestone, which was which was brilliant to see for him. And obviously, Stevens does like Burns, and he is in his team. I'm going to presume. Of course, he is. Of course, he is. Um, so, so we've now got Stevens back because after the, the, the horrid connection issues. Um, I just want to ask you, Stevens, is who do you think sort of missed out um, in in selection, um, or, or do you think no one missed out, and it was sort of the perfect team to make? Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone missed out, personally. I think I like the people they've brought in. They deserve a go after doing well in the county championship. I guess one thing, uh, maybe Vince, maybe. Just fun in the middle order, maybe. He's done all right. He's captain right as well. Hampshire flying. But apart from that, no, I don't, I don't think anyone's really, apart from Bracey Robinson, really screamed out, say, on selection. Maybe Adam Live yeah. as well. Burns yeah, out. yeah. Adam Live, he's been playing very well for, for, for Yorkshire, and it's really good to see. Um, and obviously, we, we potentially might be seeing a bowling attack of Jimmy Ann brought in that team, especially if you've got Overton, Robinson, Ollie Stone. They're all quite inexperienced, so it might be good having an Anderson and a Broad in that same side to sort of help them along. Um, and obviously, depends on which way they want to go. They could potentially be playing four seamers and have Joe Root and Lawrence as the all-rounder spinner option. So they've got a lot of potential in this team. Um, and I think it's splendid to see Ollie Robinson because, like Alex said, he got that nine for early in the season. He's kind of like a Josh Hazelwood type of action type of bowler, which is, is really good to see. Um, so, so we'll move on into into the team selection. So what's, what I've issued is that James and Alex both come up with their own 11 for the first test. We'll go through them. If there's any disagreements, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Um, and if we have an agreement, we can sort of talk about their stats and, and what we're hoping that they can produce for England. Uh, this summer and in this series. So, Stevens, sort of take it away. Who's, who's your opening pair? Yeah, I presume Alex is going to have the same as me. So, I've got Rory Burns and Dominic Sibley, obviously. My, my go-to. They stay there for a very long time in the test side for me. I, I presume you agree with that, Alex. Yeah, 100%, definitely. And number three, I've dropped someone who I actually don't rate. I don't rate Zach Crawley, so I've brought in, and Alex will love this, Bracey is going to bat a three for England in the first test for me. Oh, wow, wow. I, I haven't gone with him. Um, however, I, I love you for saying it. Um, yeah, yeah. Crawley's been—he's been all right. He's sort of averaging, I think, uh, touch uh, touch above thirty so far this summer. He's got a few eighties and nineties, but you know, has, hasn't quite cemented his position with a, a huge ton this year. So, you know, I, I can I can see you, you replacing him. Why aren't you a massive fan of him? What have you seen that you dislike? I just, I just never have been. Um, he's got a test 250. Apart from that, was it 150, maybe 250s? Uh, he's just not very consistent enough. I mean, it's about three has to be consistent. So why not use this series to give Brace you go? And then, obviously, from there, you can go into the India series and think, is it Crawley or are we going Bracey? Yeah, that's yeah and obviously, Bracey is a keeper, but I think in a few, when he's come on as a stab, I think he has fielded short leg a few times. So, you know, short leg's a very tough position to play. I think James Taylor was probably our best ever short leg. 
because he was just so small. So potentially you've got sort of a short leg who can bat as three. I think that'd be a wonderful move. Um, I'm going to presume we all know who's going to be your number four, but Stevens. <laughs> uh, it's not Jared. I've dropped him. Nah, I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's not good enough. Right, he got that 99. Out. He got 99. He got out. Drop him. Yeah, not good enough. Obviously, caps inside as well. Don't let's say that. Um, interestingly, on, on Joe Root, he was the, um, I don't know if you saw this, he was the second highest run scorer in the World Te- Test Championship this year. Um, shock horror minus loose bus change was number one. Um, <laughs> but, but because this just shows how much more cricket England play than every other country, he almost batted double the innings that Lavashane had batted in. Um, which obviously does show how good Labuschagne is scoring that much runs. It also just shows how many test matches we play in a year mm, yeah. um, compared to some of the other countries, which which is quite incredible. But yeah, he's got to be, he's going to be in the side. He's going to hopefully score some runs. Number five. Uh, well, I'm actually torn up torn here between, um, so my five and six, I've got Pope and Lawrence, but they can go either way. I, I think they'll probably go Pope and five, Lawrence and six. I think Lawrence has done all right. I saw him get 150. And he was just hitting it everywhere. It was fantastic innings. But yeah, that's my five and six. Yeah, yeah, completely I'll... agree. Without without the sort of batting around of Stokes, you you need to fill in with a with another batsman, I'd say. So yeah, Pope Lawrence, easy. Again, interchangeable, but good players. Just a question. Do you reckon it'd be worth keeping Pope at six? Because obviously Stokes bats at five. So keep Pope at six to then get him a bit more practice batting at six and way he bats rather than push him up to five and then have Lawrence come in at five just to sort of replace sort of Stokes in that way. I think they're going to put Stokes at six. I think they're going to keep Pope. I think they're going to slowly bring Pope up because in, in the future he'll probably end up being on number three or four. So I think they'll end up putting Stokes at six. So I think he likes bang the tail because he can go for it more. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They did that with, I remember they did that with Root in the first few few games of his career. He was batting five or six and then obviously moved up, opened, didn't work out, moved him down three or four. So yeah, I, I think Pope will eventually either be four when Root retires or if Crawley and Bracey don't work out, he could maybe do a job three. I think he bats four for Surrey. So he's yeah. he, he is able to bat higher up. Okay, so we, we sorted out that and I'm going to presume... Lawrence is sort of Lawrence and Root are going to be used as sort of the all-rounder option um, yeah. to bowl a few overs to give to give the seamers a bit of break. So obviously now it's 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 the keeper, and I think there's only one way you're going to be going with this one. Yeah, it's not just Ben folks, isn't it? But yeah, uh, he's, he's not done. I've gone with Perry. Bracey. I've gone with Bracey um, purely because I haven't seen enough from folks in the last summer. You know, 100, 150 got a duck. Last innings, it didn't do much in India. He's, he's sort of got his average in low 30s for England, got one century in his maiden test, but since then hasn't done much. So I'm, I'd like to see Bracey, Bracey there for me. So if they own Bracey at seven, does he actually have a bat at seven? Have you ever seen a bat at seven? He, he hasn't. However, I have seen him bat with a tail very well. He saved, saved a game against Somerset, but like you say, yeah, no, he hasn't. He hasn't bat there, but. You never know. Yeah, why, why not change it? I mean, I don't see why not. Folks have been given a fair go. Yeah. Do you reckon, though, if they were going to have Bracey as the keeper, um, you would have seen, 
obviously Wokes probably doesn't, he's not in the squad before, obviously he's been in the IPL and he's been out of the country for so long. So obviously they're giving them a break because it's quite hard to go back in the bubble. But do you reckon they would have, if if Bracey was going to be the keeper, and obviously he can bat at three, probably five as well, and obviously because Root's at four, do you reckon they would have bought in someone like a Wokes who batted at seven last summer against Pakistan beautifully because he did that match-winning partnership with Butler? Do you reckon if Bracey was going to be the keeper going forward, you would have sort of potentially sort of Wokes to come in and fill that seven role or maybe another batsman um, coming down the order? Um, well, I reckon, moving on, I, I would say they're trying to find that with Craig Overton. Um, he, he, you know, he hasn't quite done it in England shirt yet, but he's, you know, he's more than handy with the bat, especially this year, averaging just below 40, I think. Very handy with the bat and can sort of fill that, Not, I wouldn't call him an all-rounder, but sort of that Wokes who, who's a bowler who can, who's very handy with the bat. So I, I would say for this series, uh, that would be Overton's role. Almost almost like what Australia's got with uh, Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins kind of thing. Like they, mm. they are seamers, they are fast bowlers, but they also can produce sort of, I know, obviously it's not, it's not the same because it's T20, but Pat Cummins scoring 50 off about 18 balls in the IPL, batting really well. And I mean, Stark's got, I think, has Stark got a ton? I'm not, I'm not sure, but obviously... Got you got 99. So it's like similar to that, I guess, what you're sort of trying to get out sort of someone like that batting at eight. Because um, obviously, if you've got Wokes in the team, he could then potentially be batting at seven because he's quite handy. The average is just below 30 or whatever it is. Some very interesting decisions so far. I mean, now we're on to the bowlers. I think two, two of them are pretty much set in stone. But we'll hear from Stephen, sort of your eight, nine, 10, 11, just sort of just rattle them off your bowlers. Yeah. You're, you're your attack. So at eight, I've gone Craig Overton. Well, I saw is currently the MVP number one, isn't it? The current championship this year. So I come the starry game yesterday. Um, then I go Broadie Jimmy. And then I was torn between Stone and Wood, but I'll go Stone in the first test and then Wood in the second. So no spinner, no leech. No, I'm going full seams and root and Lawrence. I don't I'm not a, I'm not a leech fan. I said this last time I And Don Best not in the squad also putting it out there. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what are your thoughts on that sort of going just seamers and having two batting all rounders? I mean, batters who can bowl. Have you looked outside? There's there's absolutely no need for a spinner. Uh, if you want a holding job, you don't have Leach because he bowls a full toss every other ball. So just have have root have root and Lawrence there. I've I've gone uh, Overton Broadanson. I've gone with Wood instead of Stone purely because I feel the first test of a two-test series, first, yeah, they need more tests against New Zealand. I don't know why we only play two. It's a, it's outrageous. But yeah, two-test series, I would say you want your best squad to play, get a win, because if you lose that game, series is kind of over. So play your strongest squad, and then after that, then rotate Stone, uh, Stone Wood, bring in Robinson for Jimmy, maybe. I like it. I like it a lot. I think I think Middlesex are doing that at the moment. I think they didn't have a spinner um, against Surrey, um, and I think it, it can work. Obviously, I know if you if you go back years, obviously, I'm not comparing our bowling attack to the West Indies, but the West Indies never had a seamer, uh, not seamer, a spinner um, in their in their bowling attack when it was like Michael Holding all that stuff. It was it was just pace, um, and at the moment, yeah, it's it's pretty much 
Jimmy's paradise at the moment outside, which which is uh, which is perfect. So yeah, I, I think I, there's not going to be a spinner. Um, if there is, it's going to be a bit of a shock. Yeah, I feel like the question England have to ask is, can Leach win them a, a test on the fifth day with these conditions? And you know, if they if they back him to, then fair enough, select him. But I I, I think. James agrees. I don't think he, he can do that just yet. I don't think Root would do a better holding job than Leach. Yeah. Also, I don't um, know if you saw, I saw Jimmy's tweet. Did you see he forgot all of his bats? For, uh, yeah. for his first cut, yeah, he forgot his bats. He had to get some shipped over to him. So he did. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he wasn't near. They went 60 for one. Like, shit, that was it for the game. But yeah, saw that. He forgot his bats. Oh yeah, it was a, that that game was lasted less than the um Surrey Somerset game. I think it was like thirty eight overs bold bold in the thing, um and yeah, and I, I was sort of just uh, thinking to myself, I was sort of just trying to find it, but um with the spinner option, I mean Surrey, I've been sort of watching a lot of them, sort of checking the score and all that stuff. Amar Verdi, I think, has had one of the biggest thanks for comings this whole entire season. He he's barely bowled, um. And even when he has bowled it, I don't think it's not been turning. It's not been it's not been doing. I mean, he did that big for. Um, but in in this game just gone, um, he bowled. Um, let me just find it real quick. He didn't bowl in the first innings, and he bowled six overs in the second innings and was going at seven over. So uh, I'm sort of that sort of backs up, especially the over. Which is there a test match at the oval? Is there one? Well, anyway, it's it's um if, if you're sort of looking at that and sort of going to make comparisons for the uh, for the test series, you don't really need a spinner to be doing well, and especially when you've got Jimmy and Broad, who are probably going to take a few wickets when it's seeming. Um, now, obviously, playing against New Zealand, and Alex has brought up saying that they um, why are we only playing two. I'm going to presume that's because the Test Championship is is coming up, so they want want to warm up in England, get used to the conditions. Who do you reckon's going to do? Who do you reckon's going to be um, a dark horse to do well in this England team in this Test series? Who do you reckon's going to come out and prove to the world that they can perform at this level? Because let's be honest, New Zealand are probably one of the best Test sides in the world at the moment. Who do you reckon's going to do well? I know Pope started really well, obviously. He didn't bat well in India. I think he's going to really come through in this test series. I think he'll probably be leading run and score in the series. I think he'll really prove himself as to be that next young prodigy, the one who's going to play for him for the next 15 years. Um, I think over towards the right, I mean, where he's buying a championship, he's going to take, he's going to take wickets, especially if the conditions are in his favour. Um, I think Bracey will, Bracey will do all right. Then we'll get a few places. I think he'll get, get 50, a couple of 30s, do all right, which is not bad for an English shirt. Alex, any thoughts on sort of who might? Sorry, it's my computer. Any thoughts on who who might sort of uh, do well, sort of be be a dark horse? Yeah, as James said, I really want to see Overton do well. He, he hasn't quite sort of done it in England shirt. He wasn't great in the Ashes 2017-18. Then came in for that one Test uh, 2019, did nothing. But yeah, his his record speaks for itself this summer. He's been fantastic. So hopefully he can find that form. In England shirt, I'd also back Sibley to do quite well against the left-handers of New Zealand's pace because he really likes it on his legs. So when you know if they go searching for a wicket or stuff, that's his bread and butter shot. So hopefully, Ian he can score a bit quicker, score a bit, a few more 
and really cement this position, although there aren't many pushing through at the moment. No, I think, I think that's, yeah, no, I really do hope Sibley can do well because, I mean, he did he did quite well. He got an 80-odd in against India, against like a tackle like Boomer and Sharma and all their spinners. So I really do hope he can sort of start progressing and he can sort of cement his position for like the next eight, ten years um, in this test side. Um, and now sort of moving on to the New Zealand team, obviously you guys didn't really prepare much, but obviously who are you looking forward to seeing play? Who, who are you looking forward to bat? Who are you looking forward to bat? Well, I mean, personally, Kane Williamson. Um, it's just outrageous. And any 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 player you're looking at interesting in seeing that you've not seen much of? I quite like um, Tom Latham. I've always liked him as an opener. I think he'll do it. I think he'll bat well in England as well. It takes his time. Um, he's like one of the highest run scoring opens in you know, like the last three years. He's always averaging around 45 or something. I don't know. Yeah, very good player, him. I look forward to seeing him. Alex, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like. Obviously, we mentioned him uh, last last year. Uh, sorry, last show. Uh, B.J. Watling, his his penultimate few games. He's been a fantastic servant for New Zealand cricket, and also the evergreen Ross Taylor. He always comes, does well. It'd be it'd be good to see if he can continue his his long-standing form this summer. Yeah, no, I'm personally as well someone else. I hope he does sort of uh, is in their bowling attack just to see what he can do in English conditions. But Carl Jamieson, um, obviously he was really expensive in the IPL and I think he had that, he got signed for, I think he was like the second most expensive player and then he got taken apart by Australia in their T20 series. But I really do hope he sort of, he comes well and obviously he doesn't take too many wickets because obviously it's against us, but you can sort of show people what he's about and sort of hopefully, hopefully take a few wickets. But yeah, I think... It'd be a really good series and um, I, I really hope it sort of, um, I hope it sets up New Zealand nicely so that they can absolutely batter India in the World Test Championship because I would much prefer to see New Zealand win that than India. Going back to Jameson as well, I think his, his test stats are actually ridiculous. I think he averages like 35 bat and averages wicket as around 11 or 12. I don't know if you can look it up and see it's something like that, but it's ridiculous. And New Zealand's... Yeah, so- to England, so. with, with the ball in, in his six matches he's not played much but he's taken 36 wickets and an average of 13.27 economy of two and he picks up a wicket every 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 five and a bit overs not bad <laughs> so, that. not bad that's yeah, decent it's quite handy and he, he's averaging he's actually averaging 56 with the bat because he's got two not outs scored 226 runs um, yeah, but oh yeah, I mean, he really does look like a serious player. Watching him in the IPL, he's just really tall. Um, so obviously, you don't know how well he's going to fare in the English conditions when it's sort of the bounces and it's high. But you know, that coming down you that height and just sort of he doesn't bulk express pace, but it's sort of because of that height, it just carries through the through to the wicket. So it'd be really cool to watch him play. And so obviously, you've mentioned Stevens that you reckon Pope's going to be. The highest run scorer, touch wood, he he, he does fulfil that. And you've not comment, you've not podcast cursed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you reckon the outcome of the sort of the two match test series um, is going to be, and what do you reckon England are going to take away from this test series? I think the only thing I'm going to take away is if the people they've called up are actually good enough, they're ready for this level. Um, I do think we're not going to win. I don't think we're going to win the series. I think it'll be a one-all job. I think New Zealand, New Zealand are using it more for preparation, I think. And I think we're just looking at it to see the future. There's been a bit of relevant testing. It's really good. I'd rather have all full strength and try and get the wins. But 
I don't know. I think one all. Uh, but a lot will be taken away, such as like Bracey. Uh, we'll see if whether Overton will be good enough to play against India. Because uh, I don't know if they're going to still. But they're already pick votes, which, which I'm quite interested in. I, I think it's a good player. I think you should play every game for England. And Sam Caron's to come back, just Butler's to come back. So these guys really got to stand, stand up now and say, look, we're good enough, we're ready. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good learning point because obviously you're going to be taking a large squad to Australia um, in the Ashes. And obviously, I think I saw on Twitter people getting annoyed about the England team the only thing that we really care about is the Ashes this year but it's the big rivalry at the end of the day and it's the big sort of the test series and obviously um, it, it's one of the oldest sort of cricketing sort of cups that there's been but I reckon it's going to be a real big test for the new blokes coming in especially Robinson and Overton um, I think sort of Bracey has still got sort of time to prove himself obviously he's about four years younger than them um, and he's sort of been around the group before he knows all the people because he had that massive water boy stint forever uh, last summer um, so I reckon it's just going to be a really good chance to sort of sort of bleed some some people in because at the end of the day if, if Jimmy Anderson gets injured in the first test again you're going to need someone to come in and you want to know if they're ready or not yeah yeah, exactly I think that, that sort of statement or, or we're just using it for the ashes I think that's just wrong because obviously we need to be checking or finding replacements for Jimmy because he's what 37, 38 He's not going to be around forever. And, you know, I'd much rather sort of do rest rotation now and find find out whether Robinson, Overton, uh, Stone are good enough to fulfil those boots rather than just like a vacuum for three or four years where we don't have any good seamers. Because then when we're lacking, you know, solid batsmen averaging 40 at the top, lacking decent bowlers who can take wickets at sort of 25, 26, like we've got with Anson and Broad, and we're looking a really, really average test side. It's like looking at South Africa. They've never, they obviously got Rabada, but they've never fully replaced Stain, Morkel and Philander, as well as not properly replacing their batsmen. And they've gone from best in the world to a sort of, not average, but a mid-ranked international yeah. test team. Would you both play yeah. Jimmy in both tests? I would um, see how the first test goes um, if we win it rest both Anderson I want Anderson and Broad to be playing together in for the first test um, because it'll be a big test of sort of their match fitness how well they're performing and all that stuff and obviously they are the greatest almost both of them the greatest seamers in the world especially Anderson um, and then if we win that first test look at then resting both of them and then if we if we don't win um, potentially probably like resting one of them just choosing which one we sort of think might sort of just need that extra bit of time um, but I reckon they're probably will be resting Anderson for one of the games. And I just hope it's like you said, Stevens earlier, I just hope it's the second one because the first game is the important one. If yeah. you can get that win, it sort of sets up the second one nicely. Um, but if you don't get that win because you've put a weakened team out, you've sort of thrown away the series from the start. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely think about resting, rotating Anderson. Uh, I, I think sometimes it's important to remember Broad is still a few years younger than Anderson. Obviously, he's always put in that same bracket because they've been partners for so long. I would be less sort of forward in rest and rotating him, whereas I think Anderson probably one game should be enough for him. I saw Broad came out and started saying about um, Ed Smith. Just didn't they just didn't get on? That's the reason he was oh, being yeah. rotated. So I think now he's gone. He's probably going to play every test. Mm. Yeah, I did see that. Um, they did something on Sky. I don't know if you guys saw it when they were talking about. 
um, the failings of the selection policy, because I think it was in 2018, um, Curran did really well against India, um, which was uh, which was obviously really good because that's sort of the, he's sort of a bit more swing into the batsman, sort of his in swingers on these natural thing. But then when they went to West Indies in 2019, they completely mucked it up and they were playing Curran when they should have been playing Broad, yeah, um, or or Wood or someone like that to hit the deck hard. It's a bit harder up in in the Caribbean because obviously it's it's humid. There's not as much cloud cover, so there's not much swing. And then they failed again by not selecting Curran when coming back into English condition yeah. and going somewhere mm-hmm. else. And it's like those sort of, it, it's almost like you've got to pick a team suited to the conditions you're playing. Like Jack Leach is not going to be playing every test match in England if you sort of not got, um, if you've got like, unless you've got like Stokes in the position of being like an all-rounder because you sort of need some more bowlers. So he's not going to be playing every test match. And obviously, if you've got Lawrence who can bowl a bit of Ospin, I think he's picked up a few weeks. And you've got Root who's got that beautiful Pfeiffer. They can hold up an end, um, but Leach isn't going to play every game. But then when you go to India, you're going to need two spinners. You're going to be dropping two seamers. It's just simple as that. You've almost got to select to the conditions, select to where you're playing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's that balance between sort of resting players, looking after them and winning a game of cricket. And they haven't got that right, I don't think, just yet over the years. Again, look at this winter. They took Moen Ali home halfway through the series to rest him and then ended up dropping best. And we had one spinner plus Root in India, which, you know, sounds crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, you know, you need to look after the players, but you, you do have to pick at the end of the day a team that is going to win for that respective condition or whatever. Before, before we shortly wrap up, obviously, this episode of the podcast, it's great to have you, Stephen. I've got a question. Who would you like to see potentially given, say, you know, we, we first two games against India, we're 2-0 down um, and they're sort of looking at potentially bringing someone in for maybe the second and third, the, second, the fourth and fifth test match. Who would you like to see as another player who's done well in the county championship come in um, to sort of potentially bolster the team um, or, to, or to fill a spot or something like that? Sorry, do you want bowler or batsman or both? Any, 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 any player that you'd like to see can be multiple. Um, well, I'd, obviously, I'd like um, I'd like uh, Ryan Higgins. I think he's done very well for Gloucester, uh, averaging twenty with the ball, uh, just under thirty wickets, averaged thirty-five with the bat. He can he can do a job, sort of that Overton role maybe. He, he's an option. Um, but you're looking at sort of the batsmen, sort of like the Vancelos for Northamptonshire and Beddingham. You know, they've done all right, but I'd much rather, I, haven't, I didn't, didn't know who they were six months ago. So you sort of want two or three seasons to prove themselves. So I don't think we have that sort of the supply of batsmen as we do bowlers. So I think the batsmen are probably set in stone for, for the core core group set in stone for a while but bowlers bring players like Higgins in could be a potential option yeah, I was going to say Higgins as well and ever since I came was I was on the pod for the first time following Gloucester I was through Alex so um, yeah he's always seems to turn around and look at the scorecards so I'll go Ryan Higgins yeah yeah see I, I, I've sort of gone sort of sinking someone else in my head he was he was out in India and Sri Lanka for so long never got a game for it it was Matt, Matt Parkinson. I mean, he delivered that ball, that ball to dismiss. I don't know who it was, but it, it 
pitching outside leg to hit off stump on English conditions. I mean, in April he was sort of leading the he's leading the wicket takers, I think, in the spinners. I know actually Simon Harmer is, but in the English spinners, and potentially you, you could look at him. He's a young lad. He's a bit slower through the air, but similar to that, uh, Murray Lifferum was slower through the air. Obviously, I'm not comparing the two. They come at me for saying that, but <laughs> you know he's a bit slower through the air. And he he can turn the ball, and he's he's played an ODI game. So potentially you, you could be looking at him to sort of if say Leach isn't bowling well or, or Bess has sort of had a bit of a downturn in form for Yorkshire. And if Mac Parkinson is picking up wickets, he would sort of be someone I'd sort of like to see potentially come into the into the team. I'm he, I reckon he might be on the squad for the Ashes. Um but I think if you if you're losing early to India, I'd like to see maybe someone come in to sort of just freshen things up. Well, it's it's been a pleasure, Stevens, to have you back on. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Thank you. That's all right, and it's it was good to to spend another half an hour, forty minutes waffling about cricket. <laughs> um, and then yeah, thanks thanks again, Alex, Alex, for uh, sharing your thoughts and doing your homework because I couldn't be bothered to come up with my own team. <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys for listening again, and uh, and we'll see you we'll we'll see you all next week. Yeah, but-